Nikki de Guzman here are the latest COVID-19 pandemic updates making headlines in the Philippines and across the globe. Malacanang says government's invigorated response to COVID-19, which includes expanded testing, is now underway. Palace spokesman Hari Roque says more PCR testing is being conducted. Kaninang umaga po, nagsimula po ang uh, PCR testing ng 60,000 grab drivers at ito po ay uh, kabahagi ng tinatawag nating invigorated COVID response ng ating bayan. Dati-rati po mga symptomatics o yung mga nagkaroon lang ng exposure sa mga COVID positive patients ang subject po ng ating PCR testing. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte is expected to announce new quarantine protocols today, a day after the total number of COVID-19 cases in the country breached 85,000. Ahead of Duterte's announcement, Roque claims virus transmissions across the country have decreased. Dati-dati po, ang ating r not ay 1.7. Pero sabi po ni Professor Ranjit Rai, ang r not natin ngayon ay bumaba to 1.3. Last um, 1.3. So ibig sabihin po nito, kung ano man ang ginagawa ng gobyerno, kagamat tumataas ang numero, ay eh, nag-improve naman po yung R-Note. Na ibig sabihin, mas kakaunti na ang nahahawa ng mga nagkakasakit. Malacanang invites Philippine Vice President Lenny Robredo to attend the National Dry Run of the Education Department's Blended Learning Program on August 10. On Wednesday, Robredo released a video message offering various proposals on how the government can improve its COVID-19 response, including its implementation of online classes. Presidential spokesperson Hari Roque also addressed Robredo's other points regarding coronavirus data collection and the backlog in tests. Na po natin to. Sinabi na po ni Secretary Vince Dison na um, meron na po tayong faster turnaround turn para sa ating mga testing. Mula dalawang linggo noong Marso ay naging isang linggo ito, itong Mayo. At ngayon po, 48 to 72 hours ang ating turnaround pagdating sa PCR testings. Hindi po ito himala, bumilis ang turnaround time ng testing dahil sa increased lab capacity at saka yung steady supply ng mga um, kinakailangan na test kits at saka po sa automation. O sa issue ng data collection and validation. According to the Department of Health, eh, na-address na po nila yung concern dahil ang, valid, ang validation po, so validating all submitted encoded data for 24 hours prior to its publication. The Philippine government's outstanding debt balloons to 9 trillion pesos as it incurred loans to respond to the pandemic. The central bank says the country's external debt profile remains manageable, but some senators want state auditors to review how government spent its COVID-19 funds. More from Bruce Rodriguez. The Philippines' national government debt swells to a new high of over 9 trillion pesos in June amid the huge spending needed to address the COVID-19 pandemic and its impact to the local economy. In just a month, the country's total debt stock increased by 163 billion pesos as of end June, with both local and foreign borrowings increasing. Program loans amounted to 216 billion pesos during the period, which includes 53 billion pesos in concessional loans from multilateral creditors to fund programs against the health crisis. Despite the jump, Philippine Central Bank Governor Benjamin Diokno says the country's external debt profile remains manageable. It is worth noting that the Philippines' external debt metrics have steadily improved with a significant decline in the external debt-to-GDP ratio 
from 59.7%. Our debt to GDP ratio remains one of the lowest among ASEAN member countries. While the ballooning government debt has been attributed to a surge in spending due to the pandemic, some senators are now urging state auditors to review COVID-19 programs amid alleged anomalies. Allegations of overpricing have marred the implementation of the Bayanihan to Heal as One Act, the primary law that outlined government's initial response to the pandemic. It also allowed President Rodrigo Duterte to realign billions of pesos for government's coronavirus response with exemptions to the usual bidding process. The resolution filed by Senator Riza Hontiveros and signed by six other senators cites for one, the purchase of imported COVID-19 testing kits, which are more expensive than the ones made locally. Hontiveros also questions where funds for personal protective equipment went, since many health workers and frontliners continue to get sick due to a lack of PPEs. The resolution urges the Commission on Audit to present its findings before Congress deliberates on the 2021 budget. But amid these calls, the Senate has also approved another measure to fund the country's COVID-19 recovery plan. The proposed Bayanihan to Recover as One Act will provide 140 billion pesos to ramp up the response to the health crisis. It will also assist businesses and workers who have been impacted by the pandemic. But members of the House of Representatives flagging the Senate-approved bill as they insist the 1.3 trillion peso stimulus package approved by the lower house. Local governments across the country also seeking ways to expedite the recovery in their areas. A group of the country's local chief executives are asking the Land Bank of the Philippines for lower interest rates in its recently launched 10 billion peso loan program for local government units. Challenge for the landmark is to look for you know funds that we can allocate for this at lower interest rate. The program offers loans to local governments at an interest rate of four and a half percent, but officials are asking for a three and a half percent rate to help their heirs recover faster from the pandemic. Bruce Rodriguez, ABS-CBN News. Philippine Senator Sonny Angara doubts there would be steep increases to the budget for pandemic response programs under the Bayanihan to Recover as One bill. Senate Majority Leader Juan Miguel Zubiri earlier suggested the increase for the funding of the Bayanihan to bill from 140 billion to 500 billion pesos. But Angara, chairman of the Senate Finance Committee, says the proposed allotment should be realistic. 500 billion, I think, I doubt, I doubt the economic managers would agree to that. Mm. And they really asked us to keep it realistic because uh, otherwise you'd be raising expectations of people and there'd be no money to finance it. So, sabi nila, mangyayari niyan is you could either have a veto or you could have uh, an unfunded mandate, which would be a shame if you raised expectations, you made promises. I think uh, we, we need to be realistic in our expectations. The Makabayan bloc of the House of Representatives has filed a resolution to probe the supposed COVID-19-related deaths in the National Belibid Prison. Nine high-profile inmates died allegedly of the coronavirus. Among the dead inmates include J.B. Sebastian, a key government witness in the Belibid drug trade, who implicated detained Senator Laila de Lima. But there have been doubts over the alleged deaths after prison officials cremated the remains without conducting autopsies following rules on the disposal of COVID-19.
fatalities. There are allegations the Corrections Bureau was using the pandemic to either execute or free the said inmates. Philippine lawmaker Lito Atienza of the pro-life partyless group Buhay is strongly opposing the proposed restoration of the death penalty. According to Atienza, the Philippine Constitution prohibits capital punishment and enacting a law allowing this is circumventing the intention of the highest law on the land. He adds sanctioning judicial executions would only instill a culture of violence and could be abused by rogue law enforcers. Tanungin ko ang police dahil sila ay parang excited sila on a death penalty. Haven't we been killing the suspects up to this point in time? Ang death penalty, pinapataw na nung nagsimula ang Duterte administration. Eh. Nawala ba ang problema ng droga? Sa ganyang klaseng paraan? Hindi. It is not the solution. Not I... to mention, we are, we are also part of the UN Treaty that, that we committed ourselves to remove the death penalty in our laws. Here we are again, undependable Philippines. Magbabago na naman tayo ng ating position. Ayahaya. Atienza is instead calling for reforms in the justice system and moving oversight of the national police force under local governments. Meanwhile, the Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency backs President Duterte's call to restore the death penalty, saying this will help governments warn drugs. We want the death penalty to apply particularly to those who are trafficking uh, as a matter of threshold or reference would be about at least a kilogram and higher so that we target those who are the actual sources of supply. We would look at it this way. I think the suspension of the death penalty has in fact emboldened the criminal syndicates to have put up all those Shabu laboratories here. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte's official statement admitting helplessness over the sea row between Manila and Beijing could be used against the Philippines' claims over the disputed areas in the future. That's according to Jay Batongbaka, director of the UP Institute of Maritime Affairs and Law of the Sea. He says Duterte, in his State of the Nation address Monday, was essentially recognizing the occupation of China of the West Philippine Sea. But Batongbaka says the Philippines can still assert its claims through other government agencies. The only other way would be to match, uh, well, for, for that kind of position to not be matched by actions and subsequent statements uh, by other departments and, and on the ground. No, mm -hmm. the, the way is to limit the impact of uh, the president's statement and his, uh, to, in a way, to, to interpret it as only applying, as I said, to only the artificial islands themselves and not to the seas around them. Patumbakala adds it also does not help that Manila's top diplomat is currently in a verbal tussle with Malaysia over the Sabah and the West Philippine Sea. The Southeast Asian maritime states are uh, in agreement that the proper way to divide or to allocate the South China Sea and the jurisdiction over the resources there is in accordance with costs as interpreted and applied by the tribunal in the arbitration award. Uh, if we have these kinds of disputes, uh, then that um, hinders the establishment of a single position when it comes to the negotiating table with China. So that works in China's favor because it is able to divide and conquer. 
And those were the latest time Nikki de Guzman. For more updates, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Twitter.